0: Long time no see, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Say Hey Podcast, your favorite Giants podcast. I'm your host, James Donahue, as I am for every show, and you are now officially listening to episode 62, which couldn't be more fitting because it just so happens our fearless leader on the mound, Logan Webb, wears jersey number 62. And speaking of what Logan Webb puts on his back, what a perfect time to bring up how he put the team on his back during the postseason. But first... Before we talk about Logan Webb and all the great things we saw during the postseason, let me take this moment to address a few things. First, Buster Posey has officially retired from the game of baseball. And yes, you are allowed to mourn this loss for as long as you need. Probably like me, I'm sure Buster Posey was also your favorite player. And honestly, trying to imagine Giants baseball without Buster Posey is unfathomable at this point. Yes, we did get a taste of what life can be like without Buster during the 2020 season, But during that time, we were also under the impression he would return the following season. Now that he's officially gone, it's definitely going to take time to come to terms with this new reality. My favorite memory of Buster Posey has to be the infamous Grand Slam he hit during the 2012 NLDS, and the reason it's so memorable for me at least is because my high school was kind enough to put the game on the TV in the cafeteria, and as soon as he launched that ball off Matt Latos, the entire place erupted. Food, random objects, and also several bodies went flying everywhere, and in that moment I knew I was going to remember it forever. Being able to witness his accomplishments on the field as a diehard Giants fan has brought me some of the most joy and happiness in my lifetime, and something I would love to do at some point during this offseason is put out an episode talking about my top 10 favorite memories from Buster Posey. Another quick update is that we have some members of the Giants organization who have received certain accolades. That's right, I'm talking about Brandon Crawford, who won the Gold Glove Award, and Farhan Zaidi, who won MLB Executive of the Year. Something else we should expect to see is Gabe Kapler taking home the trophy for Manager of the Year. And the final update I have, and this will be something I'll dive into in an upcoming episode, is the Giants organization is already making moves. In addition to offering Brandon Belt the qualifying offer, the Giants have also declined Johnny Cueto's $22 million option for the 2022 season. And guess what? The front office has made several acquisitions to the team already. On November 5th, the Giants claimed right-handed pitcher Hunter Harvey from the Orioles, outfielder Austin Dean from the St. Louis Cardinals, and left-handed pitcher Joe Palumbo from the Texas Rangers, all from waivers. Like I said, I'll dive into each one of these players in a future episode, but as for now, let's just hope one of these guys can be the next Diamond in the Rough, the next reclamation project like Mike Yashremski or Donovan Solano. And the last piece of news I have for you all is that on October 29th, Tommy LaStella underwent left Achilles surgery. Full recovery is expected to take around four months, and that would get him back on the field in the middle of spring training. So, rest up, Tommy All Alright, here we go, moving on. Now, probably like you, I still haven't gotten over how the NLDS ended. I truly don't care who you talk to, and yes, sure, this might be the biased Giants fan coming out in me, but I really don't care. Wilmer Flores did not swing. Let's just go ahead and get that out of the way right away. I don't care if Major League umpires say differently. I don't care if MLB coaches or MLB analysts say differently. And I sure as hell don't care if any Dodger fans say differently. Wilmer Flores did not swing. That's just the truth. And what truly bothers me the most is the argument people, and by people, I mostly mean Dodger fans. Obviously, not all Dodger fans here. I'm not trying to create a divide or a hostile environment, but most Dodger fans are making against this. For example, something I keep hearing is, quote, his career numbers against Scherzer were absolutely terrible. There's just no way he would have done anything against him. Okay, yes, even though it is true, you know, that's undisputable. Wilmer Flores' career numbers against Scherzer were absolutely terrible, but that's not the point. The point is, both of these teams had historical years for their franchises. Not only were they the two best teams in their division, They were also the two best teams in all of baseball. And they also have one of the longest rivalries in baseball history. A matchup like this has to come down to the final pitch. I'm not saying Wilmer Flores was going to hit a game-tying homer. All I'm saying is that this matchup has to end between the players, not the umpires. I'm okay with Wilmer Flores striking out. I'm okay with him grounding out, you know, or a pop out to end the game. Because in those scenarios, the bat wasn't taken out of his hands by the umpires. A fair loss is easier to digest, but the truth is, that's just not what we got. All right, there it is. I finally let it all out. I had to, for therapeutic reasons. How are we holding up? Still not over it? That's okay. Me either. And even though that may be the reality, the unfortunate truth is that we cannot change the past. And plus, the Dodgers failed to defeat the Braves, so that fact alone makes our loss a little easier to come to terms with. Alright, now that we've got the venting session out of the way, let's go ahead and talk about some positive things that we saw during the postseason. And like I said earlier, let's first start with Logan Webb. Webb pitched a total of 14.2 innings, and during that time, he struck out 17 batters, only walked one, and produced an ERA of 0.61. Fantastic. Oh, and the best part is all those innings he pitched came against the Dodgers. His first outing came in Game 1 of the NLDS, where he bullied the Dodgers for 7.2 innings, only gave up 5 hits, 0 walks, 0 runs, and struck out 10. He then proceeded to dominate the Dodgers again in Game 5, going 7 complete innings, only allowing 1 run and striking out 7. Amongst the emergence of Logan Webb's ace status during the playoffs, we also got a glimpse of what the Giants' bullpen will look like for years to come. That's right, I'm referring to the young flamethrower Camilo Doval. He only gave up one run during the postseason, but what was truly astonishing was his dominance towards the end of the regular season. Camilo completed the feat of not allowing a single run in 17 straight appearances on the mound, and also managed to strike out 27 batters during that time. Let me say that again. 17 straight appearances, which for a relief pitcher pretty much means in 17 innings, he struck out 27 batters. That's pretty insane. Needless to say, even though the Giants may not have come out on top, there is still plenty to be excited about for the future of this franchise. Not only because of the talent that's currently being held in the farm system, but also because Farhan Zaidi has officially changed the identity of this franchise. He's showing the world, and more importantly other players around the league, that no matter who you are, whether you've found success in the league or not, one thing is for sure. If you come to the Giants, odds are some aspect of your game is going to improve. And we can see this when we look at players such as Kevin Gosman, Drew Smiley in 2020, Alex Wood, Anthony Descalfani, Darren Ruff, who thought his career was over and even went as far as playing in the Korean Baseball League before finding his new home in San Francisco, Wilmer Flores, who was on pace to hit 30 home runs in 2020 and ended up hitting 18 during the 2021 regular season, After never coming close to those power numbers before coming to the Giants, and of course, let's not forget the household names of Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford, and Buster Posey, who all experienced major resurgences during the past two seasons. San Francisco has now become a place for players to put their name on the map a place where other players can reevaluate parts of their game and maximize their talent in ways they hadn't been doing before in order to create the most opportunities for success as possible. San Francisco has now become the place to be if you want to win. And that is the biggest reason why, even though the Giants lost in the playoffs, the season as a whole was nowhere near something to be viewed as a failure. All right, everybody, that is going to be all for today's show of the Say Hey podcast. Thank you all so very much for devoting time out of your day just to listen to some of my thoughts about our favorite team, the San Francisco Giants. I expect this offseason to be quite eventful for the reasons I just talked about, but also due to the front office declining Cueto's option and with Buster's money coming off the books, that clears up a lot of financial space to make things happen. So you better expect some major moves to be made. Folks, just a reminder, you can find the Say Hey podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your favorite shows. And of course, like always, continue to be safe out there in this crazy world. Continue to be smart. But most importantly, go Giants.